Are you all set and ready to go? Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xonophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to have a vocabulary lesson, do some hugging, cuddling, and snuggling, we'll ring some chimes, sweep the chimney, have some musical bouquets, and a set of sorry records. No, they're really good records, it's just they have sorry in the title. As you know, I'm a fan of words. Now, I don't play a lot of games on my smartphone, but I have a few there to take up time while waiting in line, or on hold, or as a diversion while on the train to or from the office. The game I play most often is called Word Hero, a word search game similar to Boggle, with a 4x4 grid of letters. You swipe your finger over the board to create words, competing against the clock and other online players. Its database contains more than a quarter million legal dictionary words, and I'm proud to be at the diamond level. Points are given for each word created. The longer and more obscure the word, the more points. And bonus points are awarded for using letters in at least five words and ten words or more. In a game the other day, I was stumped and got no bonus points because there was a cluster of consonants in the corner of the board with no adjacent vowels, and try as I might, I couldn't make a word out of them. At the end of each two-minute game, you can see all the possible words in each puzzle, and the word I couldn't come up with was kutch, spelled C-W-T-C-H. What? Yes, C-W-T-C-H. Kutch is a Welsh word, no surprise there, which has no literal English translation, but has romantic and non-romantic connotations of affection, intimacy, loving, protecting, and safeguarding. The closest English equivalent is cuddle, snuggle, or hug. So for this segment, we're going to do some hugging and cuddling and maybe even some snuggling.
stuff. Art Landry and his orchestra, who were giving us some hugs and kisses on October 15, 1926. You heard some pretty fancy trumpet work from Jimmy Greco and Skid Owens, and the vocal was by Reedman Denny Dinty Curtis. The sheet music says not music by, but melody by Lou Alter, and lyric by Raymond Clogus, and Hugs and Kisses was featured in the fifth edition of Earl Carroll's Vanities. Before Art Landry, it was Jack Harris and his Grosvenor House Orchestra who were snuggled on your shoulder. The vocalist on that May 9th, 1932-78, made in London on the broadcast label, was Harry Bentley. Snuggled on Your Shoulder was written by Joe Young and Carmen Lombardo, and we begin that kutch set with Irving Brodsky and his orchestra on Harmony 896 as Barney Trimble and his Oklahomans with Huggable Kissable You. The vocalist on that April 9, 1929 recording was Marvin Young, who you, of course, recognized as Irving Kaufman. Huggable Kissable You was written by Irving Bebo. I'm the Huggable Kissable Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Our family is very fond of the phrase, It's all about the stories. And I'm going to introduce this segment of the show with a family story. 
When my mother died back in 1994, our dear friend Beth sang at her funeral. Beth had never met the organist who was to accompany her, and the organist had never played at that mortuary and was unfamiliar with the organ. So before the service, she was looking over the stops on the instrument, the flutes, strings, reeds, and so on. Now picture the sweetest, rosy-cheeked, shawl-draped, grandmotherly-type lady ever. You know, along the lines of Aunt B or Mary C on the candy box. When she finished surveying the available voices of the organ, she turned to Beth with a dismayed look and said in the most charming little voice, Oh dear, this organ has no chimes. I do so love chimes. God but What's your language, bud? We're on the air. Why do I tell you this, one of my favorite stories? Because one of the Facebook groups I follow is the Ragtimers Club, and a recent online discussion there centered around a tune by Homer Denny. Now, apparently Homer Denny loved food because he wrote the tunes Cheese and Crackers, Hot Cabbage, and Ham Bones, but in 1910 he wrote the novelty rag titled Chimes. I'm not going to play Homer Denny's tune Chimes, which was actually inspired by the sounds of a steam calliope, but because I too do so love tubular bells, here's a set of rapidly rotating records about some other chimes.
We began this chimes segment with Herb Weedoff's Cinderella Roof Orchestra and Chimes Blues, recorded by Brunswick in Los Angeles on May 11, 1924. Next, it was Bob Herring masquerading on the Romeo label as the Romeo Dance Orchestra and Chimes of China, from around May 21, 1927. Chimes of China was written by Alfred Bryan and Pete Wendling. Bob Herring also wrapped things up with Chimes of Spring, described on the sheet music, as the master waltz of the universe, composed by Paul Link, with a lyric by L. Wolf Gilbert. What a songwriter. You know, he wrote Waiting for the Robert E. Lee, Down Yonder, The Peanut Vendor, Lilac Time, and oh, a great bunch of songs. Yes, yes he did, Jack. Now just sit over there and be quiet. That Bob Herring record is from Brunswick Master Number E35647, made on December 4, 1930, and released as Brunswick 6031. American dance bands on record and film list the vocalist as Smith Ballou. Meanwhile, also on December 4th, 1930, a little earlier in the day, Joe Green and his orchestra also recorded Chimes of Spring for Brunswick, assigned master number E35625. That was released on the Melatone label as catalog number M12042. American dance bands list the vocalist on that recording as Eddie Thomas. Some discographies list Eddie Thomas as a pseudonym for Smith Ballou, but that's not correct. Eddie Thomas was very much his own man. In listening to the Joe Green and Bob Herring recordings of Chimes of Spring, it struck me how similar the voices were. Now, I know they are two completely different recordings, because here's the beginning of the Bob Herring record. And here's the beginning of the Joe Green record. I did a little experiment and chopped up the vocal refrain on each record into the eight phrases, and then I stitched it back together using the first phrase from the Herring record, the second from the Green record, third from the Herring record, and so on. Here's the result. Uncanny, isn't it? It's hard to tell that's two different records, and it sure sounds like the same person to me. But is it Smith Ballou or Eddie Thomas, or both? And their voices are just that similar. If you have more definitive information, please let me know. I don't know what all that proves, other than I have way too much time on my hands. In looking for records for the last segment on chimes, I came across a number of songs about chimneys, not having to do with Santa Claus. Here's Ernest Rogers.
Have you ever heard about Willie the Weeper? Had a job as a chimney sweeper, he had the dope habit and he had it bad. Listen while I tell you about a dream he had. Oh, oh, he went down to the dope shop one Saturday night. He knew the lights would all be burning bright. Well, I guess he smoked a dozen pills or more. When he woke up, he was on a foreign shore. Oh, 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 the queen of Sheba was the first he met. She called him lovey-dovey and honey-pet. She gave him a great big automobile with a diamond headlight and a golden wheel. Oh, down in Honolulu, Willie fell in a trance. Seeing the dusky beauties do the hula dance, his sweetie got in jail and Willie sure did shout. When he got the news that she had wiggled out Oh, oh He landed with a splash in the river Nile Riding on a seagoing crocodile He winked at Cleopatra, she said, ain't he a sight? He said, about a date for next Saturday night Oh Had a million cattle and he had a million sheep Had a million vessels on the ocean deep Had a million dollars all in nickels and dimes Well he knew because he counted it a thousand times Oh, oh He landed in New York one evening late He asked his sugar for an after date Started to kiss her and she started to pout when bang, bang, and the door gave Love me 
that you'd be in my arms at twilight, and that's what I'm dreaming of. It's been so lonely to live with such a memory. If you would only forgive, and once more let me see smoke from a chimney. And a log on the fire, and you there waiting for me. Up the chimney go my dreams. Sometimes by the fire come those old familiar themes, as fleeting as desire. While up the chimney go my dreams. Strange how dreams go up in smoke with such utter ease when love like ours can still evoke. A thousand memories. Sometimes I can see him, then he vanishes. It seems my old flame in the fire, as up the chimney go my dreams.
Marion Mann with Bob Crosby and his orchestra, February 19, 1940, and kind of a sad song, Up the Chimney Go My Dreams. That was written by Ray Henderson and is heard in the Errol Flynn-Brenda Marshall comedy mystery crime picture, Footsteps in the Dark. Marion Mann was preceded by Dolly Don, the champagne of band singers with George Hall and his orchestra, and Smoke from a Chimney from a Vocalion 78 made January 20, 1938. Billy Hill wrote the words and Peter DeRose the tune. We started that chimney set with something completely different. Usually described as one of the earliest of the so-called reefer songs, Willie the Chimney Sweeper was actually the first opium song, the pills mentioned in the lyric referring to balls of opium in the slang of the day. Willie the Chimney Sweeper, with the alternate title A Hop Fiend's Dream, was written and sung there by Ernest Rogers, without the D, on February 17, 1927. It was recorded by a Victor Field unit at the L.E.A. Talking Machine Company in Atlanta, Georgia. Ernest Rogers was born October 27, 1897 in Atlanta and was quite an interesting fellow. He wrote a handful of songs, made a dozen or so records, and I've already made a note for him to get his very own segment in the fall. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. A few weeks ago, longtime listener Tim in Oakland sent an email asking about the song Someday You'll Be Sorry, written by Louis Armstrong. It was recorded by Armstrong and covered by a whole bunch of people, including Turk Murphy, whose version Tim was asking about. Someday You'll Be Sorry was written in 1947, so I'm not sorry about not playing it, but it does remind me of a line in the 1950 Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoon, The Ducksters. You'll be sorry! Which in turn reminds me of this rapidly rotating record by Carol Gibbons and the Savoy Hotel Orpheans to start off this segment about being sorry. You'll be sorry that you went away You'll be sorry that I heard you say That you were tired of me That you wanted to go And you could never be sincere I wanted you so You need a new love But as sure as fate You want the old love Just a bit too late Though you may laugh while I yearn Someday the worm's gonna turn You'll be sorry That you went away
sorry for what I have done. Be sorry was only in fun. I played a game. I admit that it's true. But I know that you were just playing it too. You said you loved me, then left me alone. Now what's that right to do? Should I be sorry for what I have done? If you're not sorry too.
We begin that sorry set with Carol Gibbons and the Savoy Hotel Orpheans with Jack Plant predicting that you'll be sorry on January 7th, 1932. This You'll Be Sorry was written by Edith Baker and is not to be confused with the 1934 You'll Be Sorry written by Harry Gifford and Fred Cliff, recorded by Jay Wilbur. Next was Sam Brown with the Nat Star Band questioning Should I Be Sorry? on April 14, 1932. Should I Be Sorry? was written by Dave Cap, Harry Eller, and Howard Johnson. That's the only British recording of Should I Be Sorry, and the only American recording I found is by Lloyd Keating and his music in 1930. We ended the regret debate with Carl Fenton's orchestra declaring you won't be sorry on Brunswick 2277 from around April of 1922. You Won't Be Sorry was written by Earl Burtnett and Louis Marchese, and you, of course, know that there was no such person as Carl Fenton, but that it was a pseudonym for Gus Henschen, Brunswick's musical director. Last week you heard Carl Zorns sing After All I Adore You and found out more about Carl Zorns than you probably ever cared to know. Well, Carl's back this week to start off a segment about bouquets. Back in 2013, I played all of the songs in this set in a previous bouquet segment, but this time they're all by different artists.
up at the summer sky and smile as if they knew they should grow that way to make a big bouquet for you. Mother Nature whispered to a gentle summer breeze, come along and put the pretty blossoms on the trees, and they grow that way to make a big bouquet for you. Then the silver raindrops came and found them, and the rainbow made a ribbon around them. All the world is just a garden blooming at your feet. Let me add this heart of mine to make it all complete. Love has come today to make a big bouquet for you.
in my bouquet of memories. Victor recorded it in New York on March 31, 1928. Ben Selvin and his orchestra played the Harry Axed melody, and James Melton sang the Sam M. Lewis and Joe Young lyric. Before that, we had a great big bouquet for you. That August 20, 1930 OK Master was issued on Parlophone as by Hotel Pennsylvania Music, on Audion by Ed Lloyd and his orchestra, and on Clarion and the Harmony 78 we heard as Frank Auburn and his orchestra. And, of course, all of those are pseudonyms for the Ed Kirkaby Orchestra. You probably recognize the vocalist as Elmer Feldkamp. We started off that musical bouquet with a not-very-nice song title, You're Just a Flower from an Old Bouquet, written by Gwyn Denny and composed by Lucian Denny, who also brought us the nicer titles, My Twilight Dream of You and The Old Songs I Long to Hear. That was Charles Dornberger's orchestra with Carl Zorn's recording for Victor on April 25, 1925. Charles Dornberger's birthday is in June. He'll be getting his very own segment then, and I've been finding out some very interesting stuff about Mr. Dornberger. I'm Glenn Robison, and you've been listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>